Hey, yo, this is the L-Train. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to our good friends over at NachoMamasSeattle.com. They got uh, a couple dates this week. Mm-hmm. They're having a little mini vacation, if you will. Nothing uh, says New Year like nachos. That's right. Nacho and baby, New Year. Uh, what, what kind of specials for the two-day week they got going on this week, Daddy? They've got karate nachos, which are fontina cheese sauce, jalapeno hummus, smoked carrots. Smoking! Everybody with their New Year's resolutions, and arugula and lemon aioli. They also have jalapeno hummus and chips. That's got to be hot. Sounds awesome. Chocolate peanut butter mousse. Oh! To finish it off. And uh, they're going to have most of this week off, except this coming, Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday, the Urban Family Brewing and Magnolia, 1 to 7. 1 to 7. And then Sunday, the Junction and Woodenville, 12 to 5. What's that say there, dear? Dirty Bucket Brewing, Locust Cider, and five wineries. Five wineries? That sounds like a happening So there's nachos. Mm -hmm. There's beer. Mm -hmm. There's wine. There's locusts. I mean, ciders. (laughs) You know what I meant. Anyway. For the gluten-free among you. Follow these guys. It's Nacho Mama's Food Truck, NachoMamasSeattle.com, Nacho Mama's SCA on Twitter, Nacho Mama's Seattle on Facebook, and uh, what's the other one with the Instagram. photos? Instagram. And hashtag, dear, Nachos chosen and Beer. Hey, it's the next installment of the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode number. Really? I just looked at the page. (laughs) It says 94. Hard to believe. I want to introduce the one, the only, the hot and sexy. Oh, God. Our dog, (laughs) Ren, with his escort, Mrs. Clams. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Mrs. Clams. How are you this evening? I'm doing very well. I'm glad to have all of our Christmas stuff down and the house back to semi-normal. And that's nice. I love I love the decorations, but um, sometimes it makes me feel a little claustrophobic having it all around. So it's nice to have things kind of back to our normal, regular old tiki-style living room. Well, some might say if it's taken down before... New Year's itself, you're quitting. I know, I know. I'm, I'm definitely walking the line of breaking major family tradition. We're not supposed to take the tree down till after New Year's. That is a long-standing family tradition. But this year, I'm like, well, you know what? This year sucked horrible, and I kept the tree up, so it obviously didn't make a difference. So here we go, 2019. We're gonna roll the dice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we spent a lot of this weekend cleaning up this damn house. Yes. Taking down Christmas stuff. Yes. From the outside, from the inside. Mrs. Clams found our Seahawk flag down the street that blew away in the windstorm <laughs> finally. We got to like hook a rock or something onto that thing. And then, um, you know, the garage is getting 
Oh, the also garage is a taken care of where my office and recording studio is, where it's been moved to I now know. that the tiki section has grown it has to the now bit. other side of the room where I used to do my recordings. It is, it is, it has expanded a bit, but it was getting so cluttery and just too chaos like on the other side. So we had to like spread it out a little bit, room to room to grow. It does look a lot better in here. Yeah. I do like the candles that are going. We got a little... Got lava lamps. We lava got Lava lamps, a fountain, fancy lights that are different colors ch- changing. And it's crazy. All that kind of stuff. But, crazy uh, days around here, but that's okay. It is okay. And we also got some on our DVR, one of their last shows, I think, that's going to be on pop here, mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I'm bummed that they're not going to be on pop anymore because now we won't be able to watch them. Yeah, I don't know or remember the name of the new the uh new mm-hmm. what am i trying to say Station? network or, yeah that they're gonna but be we don't on. get it whatever it but is but apparently it's not on comcast comcast yes which is what we have yes. which is a shame you know we like to look through it because we see a lot of the folks that are on the indie scene yes on the air on uh impact these days someone some of them god i can't speak suddenly no hold on hold on <laughs> yes. Add wine, that'll help. I'm gonna lubricate my throat. Hold on. Oh, okay. There we go. <laughs> ah. Yeah, it's a bummer. I wish uh wish it was gonna be on a channel that we have access to, yes. but you know, them's the breaks. What I was trying to say is, you know, there's been a quite a few impact impact wrestling stars that yeah. have come and graced our presence here oh, yes. at Defy Northwest. Yes, former champion Austin Aries, for one. See? You had to say it. Just because we're watching Impact, it was on here earlier. He was taking on uh, Penta and his Lucha brother, Phoenix, Phoenix, in a three-way. And you wanted to say that just because you know it would bother the (laughs) fuck out of me. I'm just proving the point that even our own former champion is on the show. So it's a shame come the new year we won't be seeing it. So Well But now you and Austin have vegetarianism in common because we had that before. Because you're going you say vegetarian. So that's one of the reasons I quit in the first place. No. (laughs) That's not true. Anyway, enough about your love of bacon. It's what made you quit the before. Person we were not to speak of ever again on this podcast because he doesn't deserve our our how do you say? Oh, words. Yeah, I he doesn't deserve mm-hmm. for us to say his name. Oh, okay. He who shall not be named. He'll yes. be up there with Voldemort. That's right. Okay. I'd rather say Voldemort for now on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> but a uh, lot of stuff coming up here in the old January. Yeah, lots of shows. Lots of shows I mean, here. Besides big bills and student loan payments and everything. Well, else. there's all that January fun. Yes, but then there's also on the 13th, oh. we're going to be heading out to Without a Cause out in Everett. Nice. You know, Max himself mm-hmm. doing a, a great job out there in Everett. And, Getting uh, a little pre-funk we on up there. We were at the first one, missed the last one. We'll be at the third one, and uh, we'll be meeting up with Philip and uh, hopefully uh, some other folks up there. Yeah. And uh, getting our cheer on. Yeah, it'll be fun. And it uh, should be a good show. There's also... The following Saturday, Defy, yeah, never dies. 
that's a hot card already. Mm-hmm. You know, Arnima Spencer's taking on, um, oh my gosh. Blank it out. Uh, Desmond Xavier for Ooh, the belt. Very cool. And then there's the uh, six man of the Defy guys mm-hmm. versus uh, Scorpio, Scorpion Sky, Christopher Daniels, and another du- another person that I can't. I'm impressed. You're name. doing that all off the top of your head. I am. I'm you not have even... no notes. You're looking up nothing. I don't have Defy on the computer. You do I not. I have a calendar, a DOA website, That's very impressive. and my Bigfoot site. So I can especially tell you since that. you're two glasses in. That's really impressive. Well, that's hold on. <laughs> <clears throat> Cheers and happy New Year! By the way, is this our last show before the New Year? It, it is. is. Happy New Year! The last of 2018. The last show. Thank God! Don't let the door hit you in the ass. Let's move on to 2019. Hopefully, it's been a shitter of a year. Not really. Yeah, really. Well, it depends on what we're talking about. Well, if you're talking about the world in general. The world in general. Yes. Could be some issues burning there. Burning the hell down. We usually don't try to go there too much, well, Mrs. Clams. I know, but I'm sorry. That's God. the way I'm feeling right now. 2018, I have heard from many people. Uh, many people are saying. <laughs> that's my best in person. Lots and lots. <laughs> That 2018 was a tough year for people for a lot of reasons. And I don't know what it is, but something cosmically bad about 2018. So let's turn the page on it. Let's look to 2019. And it's going to be all sunshine and roses. I just know it. It's going to be. It is. You know what's going to be great? What? The next... What am I trying to say? The upcoming year for the Bigfoot... (laughs) Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> okay. And our listeners, our peeps, yeah. that tune in each and every Monday oh, yes. for the most part. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. They tune in to relieve their stress from that BS <laughs> that you were just talking about. And we move on to fun stuff. Yes. They get yeah. to listen. It's going to be a great year. To a lot of great guests it is. on this show to help relieve their stress from real life. You know, trying to... You're trying to run a promo Trying to how you say Wallace in. Whatever. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway. Anywho, let's ring out 2018 with a bang. And who's your fantastic guest for this show? Swagamores. (laughs) The Swagamores. Oh, wait. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what you're doing. All right. You have to picture this right now. I did put a picture out of this microphone. It's the old school kind of what? 60s, 70s kind of silver yes, mic. Yes. And uh, I got it in front of me right now. If you were ever a fan of Mr. Kennedy or Mr. Anderson in TNA, mm. he came out with a mic like this. No, there you Either go. Either came out with it or it was dropped down. Nice to reference. Him. And uh, so that's why I'm going, Mr. Swagamore. I know, you're clutching it right now. I love my mic. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I can't get it to hook up with my uh, soundboard yet. Operator But error. when we're doing, yeah, most likely. I've figured all those other bullshit out by myself <laughs> with no help So for the last couple of years. But anyway. Anyway. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get, dear. <laughs> Puberty. Was that my like Brady moment? Remember it that? Was. Remember the you know? It was. It was Bobby Brady, man. Bobby, Bobby, 
kind of like <laughs> lost his, you know, voice. You younger viewers don't know what we're talking about. Oh. But anyone that was a fan of the Brady Bunch back in the day. Uh, or has seen any of the gazillion reruns. You know what we're talking about, Daddy. <laughs> you know what we're talking about, Daddy? No, I'm sorry. Uh, Get out of here, Dusty. Yes. Okay. It's not time for Dusty. Let's go. But uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Or wait a minute. Let's tell them about next week before we get to this week. Oh, okay. Listen in next week, January the 7th. Mm-hmm. Big, big show. Big show. First of all, <laughs> you know, speaking of whack, <laughs> without a cause, if you will, whack, yo. our main fella, Max, one of the nicest men yes. that I've ever met in my life. Is uh, putting on a show and who rocks a kilt very well? I must, I might the say the man rocks a kilt. I couldn't pull it off. You, but that guy would not gets it done. You got some and, uh, really like ghost white legs. It would not work. I got calves though, man. You do. You have excellent yeah, calves, but next... man, they're like Casper white. Let's it... take a picture of my calves. <laughs> it would never work. We're gonna put it up <laughs> on our site, BigfootProWrestling.com. Oh lord! And you make the decision. We'll make it a vote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or we'll just do it on Twitter. Sure. Twitter's easier. I have to do too much shit to get shit on some website anymore. It's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated, man. What do you want them to vote on if they could be any whiter? If I have... No. If I have great-looking calves... Oh, God. Or if I have old man calves. Oh, they're definitely not old man calves because you still have muscle tone. They're not old man calves by any stretch. Well, what was the vote then? If I have they're just like good looking calves white. or shit calves that are white. <laughs> are my calves too white? <laughs> this is a great opening. You're God never going to be able to pull off the kilt is the point. But anyway, we digress. Anyway. Back to Max. January the 7th, 2019, by the way. Yeah. Is going to be a fabulous podcast. You're going to get a two for one. Originally, I was not going to say who the second guest was. Yeah, you was, already spilled the But beans. I tweeted it out today. Yeah, you kind of blew it. Because I just... No, that's bullshit. I forgot. You forgot. Some of us Don't forgot. even pretend you... Brett forgot. I mean, never mind. But um, you even planned it. It Just you forgot. But anyway, I tweeted it out. Tune in January the 7th to hear all about ECC Dubs Ballroom Brawl 11. Cool. From Scotty Mack. And Christina Von Erie. We haven't seen her or him in a while, so I'm looking forward to this. This, this cool. was so much fun. So great. Mm-hmm. You know, he introduced her. You know, they at times were in character. Mm-hmm. At times, just a couple. I asked him about the great couples of wrestling, <laughs> whether it's, you know, Triple H and Stephanie. I don't remember the other ones where I taught my head without my damn notes in front of me. But um, Elizabeth and Mott. Elizabeth and Mott. But he, they had to point out one Mots. very thing. And right. I'm not going to say it. You have to listen to this oh. podcast. Well, all right, all right. To hear what they told me. <laughs> so tune in January 7th, 2019. Yes. The first podcast of the new year. Yes. and Because uh, they're going to be wrestling a two-day event. Ballroom Ball 11, Vancouver, Washington, Commodore no, Ballroom. Oh, Vancouver, BC. Thank you. Good Thank Lord. You. If oh, was, my God. If it was Washington, we would be <clears throat> there. But Hold on. Because we don't <clears throat> have an enhanced <clears throat> license. Hold on. <laughs> we will not be in Vancouver, BC yet. We're going to work on that, though. We are going to work on Let's that. Let's say this one more time. <laughs> 
doing my thing right yeah, now. I'm getting ready. Don't know what you're doing. On. Look like you're having a stroke. Friday, January the 11th. Saturday, January the 12th. Commodore Ballroom, Vancouver, B.C. Vancouver, British Columbia. I don't know what that accent was, but anyway. BCCW. You know it's not Washington. Scotty Mack has put not only his career on the line. Ooh. Not only his career. Ooh. He's put on the... Yours? Put uh, He's put my career on the line along... No, he didn't put mine on the line. <laughs> with his wife's one first. career. Christina Von Erie. Very nice. There is a little something about a tag match on the first night to the second night, but you have to listen in once again. There See, I can't give away all the details no. here. I got to save something for save the people. Save something for you to tweet when you forget. So let's move on, though. Let's to this week. To this week. Mm-hmm. And? A nice man. A nice young man. <laughs> Chase James. With probably very nice calves. He probably has better calves than I do. We'll have does. to compare calves on the uh, calf brief off. Time. We'll have a calf off. Can you have a calf off? I don't know. What is a calf Chase off? James? Can we have a calf off? <laughs> Me versus you. We, not stomachs. Not six packs. Not traps. No, not anything else. No, just calves. I want to challenge you. There you go. Right now, you've been challenged. A calf Chase. off. A calf off. A calf off. In the pre-funk <laughs> before Without a Cause on January the 13th. Oh, man. Baby, you should be there. Be square, baby. <laughs> You're going to get on. We're going to get funky All like right. a monkey. You get it out All right. Dusty. But anyway, to, not tune in. This podcast. Chase James, we're going to talk about all he's done, his training, his travels. This man drives around. Wow. He drives to train. Good for him. From where he lives to where he trains. And I can tell you where that is. But but you got to listen to this goddamn listen. podcast there right now. Go. We're getting serious this week. Yeah, we are. You know, he's been to Prestige. He's been to WAC. He's been to a lot of places. He's been everywhere. He's been in Defy. And just listen in. But anyway, Chase James, can't wait for you all to hear this. Also, Chase James has recently been the the subject of a interview with our friend Philip. Nice. So check that out too. You can find that anywhere on the web these days. Yes. The World Wide Web. Indeed. All right. Let's get to it. Let's just get to it because I'm running out. I'm running out of stuff right now. You You're help? not help carrying me over here You're as my co-host. What the hell is wrong with you? Not at all. You're over there picking your toe. I am. You're over here <laughs> picking your toe. I'm sorry. I have like an owie spot that here. I can't. Like, You're not helping a brother leave it out. Alone. Picking it. See, I was trying to run a promo. Yeah, I can't even do can't it. you can't even do that. So let's just go. All right. Let's just go. Anyway, I am the L train. <laughs> you can find me at Rat League Extreme on Twitter. Check out the show, BigfootProWrestlingPodcast.com. Over here to my left, <laughs> she never gives you any insight on where the fuck she's going to be. And who cares? And that no one really cares no about Mrs. Cares at all. Yes, they do. Oh, please. You're a bigger star on the show than I am. Oh, please. There's the guests. Uh-huh. Mrs. Clams. Sure. Whatever else happens. Uh-huh. And then me. Yeah. Uh-huh. No one cares about me. Oh, but I please. am the old train. She is Mrs. Clams. Notorious. Let's go. Notorious. And we're leaving the <laughs> station.
Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Hey, if you dig on indie wrestling, you have to have Powerslam.tv. And our friends over at Powerslam.tv are giving the listeners of the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast a free 30-day trial. What did I just say, Mrs. Clams? Free. Free 30 days! Just use the promo code BFPWFREE. That is B-F-P-W-F-R-E-E, all in caps, and get your free 30-day trial. You know what you could watch right now? You could watch a little bit of the Defiance United at the historic Washington Hall in Seattle. Four great matches. The new current champion, Artemis Spencer, by the way, before he was champion, taking on the one and only King Cash, Randy Myers, Taking on Jimmy Havoc. Excellent match. Shane Strickland versus The Machine. Brian Cage for the Defy World Championship. And then we also got the champion Walter versus Shaft for the Progress, or excuse me, Progress Hmm. Championship. And then uh, Superb Card. We also got Melissa Santos on that. Yes, check it out. Doing the announcing. Migs was out of town. So check it out, powerslam.tv. Use the free promo code BFPWFREE. Hey, man, this is the L Train. Uh, We're back for another great episode, and I'm getting the pleasure of talking to a guy I've seen uh, wrestle at Without a Cause. He's been there a couple times. I don't know if he's going to be there the third time yet. He's also got some stuff he's been doing at uh, Prestige Wrestling. The one, the only, Chase James. Chase, man, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Lyle? I'm doing fabulous, man. Although you've heard about my week, first of all, I want to apologize for the rescheduling because I've had a flat tire, I've had bronchitis for t- a while. My wife's oh, out of town. She's not here to take care of us, man. We're just trolls. Oh, it's falling apart. Right- no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, some stuff's happening, and I apologize for the uh, reschedule from last night to tonight, but uh, I really appreciate it. No worries, man. I'm, I feel thankful for your time right now. It sounds like you got a lot going on. <laughs> uh, there's a bit going on, but uh, tonight's good. I'm doing uh, this show, maybe another recording later if it still works out. And then tonight, 11 o'clock. The one and only, the amazing Mrs. Clams is going to come walking in the house back from Disneyland, where she Perfect. went without us because I couldn't stand to go to a place like that. You know, I've never been there, and it's actually on my to-travel list, just because I feel like it'd be a fun place to go to, but it's super expensive. Like, I started looking up tickets and was blown away with the price they want to go to Disneyland or Disney World. Oh, it's cash, dude. A uh, great thing for them, um, or my wife anyway, it was her uh, sister and the sister's husband, brother-in-law. Um he flies all over the world for business and stuff, so he um, racks up the mileage. So he was able to get her, them, which is a family of four, so five people down there with uh, very little spent on airfare and hotel, from what I understand. 
That's awesome. I think I'm going to save that for when I win my first big championship or something. Maybe I'll go celebrate at Disney World. <laughs> there you go. And then uh, keep racking up those air miles so you can use that. <laughs> That's right. I do rack up quite a bit of those. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of start something else, but I just thought of something. Um, so, speaking of flying, so it sounds like you did a little flying. Was it this last weekend uh, when you went to, uh, was it, is it Hunger Slam? Yeah, it was, uh, I, I normally do a lot of driving. But I had tickets to a Metallica concert, so there was no way I was going to make it from Spokane, where I live, to Everett for training, and then to Hunger Slam, and then back to Spokane in time for the concert. So I kind of spoiled myself and did quite a bit of flying. And it was a great weekend. It was a lot of fun. If I would have tried to drive, there would have been no way I would have made it. So <laughs> so how was that Hunger Slam, man? Uh, just wrestling for 25 hours? How, how long did you make it? How many matches did you do that? in that two-day span, I guess I should say. Well, I came in a little late. Uh, I had training the before Hunger Slam, flew in. I got there at, like, I want to say 6 p.m.-ish, and then I ended up staying all the way till 10 a.m. Um, I had, like, six matches. There was a lot of people there, and a lot of the matches were really long matches. So it, uh, it was fun. It was a fun time. I actually started out wrestling at the first Hunger Slam, so this was oh, kind wow. of a... A fun little anniversary for me. <laughs> How many of those has there been now? This is the second one. So second I one, just so. reached my one-year mark. So you're two for two. Yeah, two for two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, d- who'd you wrestle that night? Any uh, good stuff? Uh, I wrestled both the Cook brothers. Oh, yeah. uh, Ricky Gibson. Uh, another guy, Rook Kelly. And then uh, Richard Sincere was the other guy I wrestled. Nice, that's nice, it. nice. I believe that's it. There might be one or two more in there. Did you take out the rock star? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a really fun match. We had a energy drink on a pole match. Oh, my God. Um, so Ricky Gibson and I, this was at like 4 a.m. Neither of us had the energy to really even stand. So there was one energy drink left, and we decided to have a match for it. And it was actually a really fun match that I'm super bummed about because none of it was recorded. And oh, it was no. actually one of my uh, favorite matches I've ever had. So, so I was disappointed I don't get to relive that. How did they get the, did they duct tape it to the pole? Yeah, we had a zip tie through oh, the okay. uh, tab that was duct taped to the top of this pole. So it was quite interesting because no one expected there to be a on the pole match. <laughs> but at 4 a.m., you get really creative as to what you can actually get away with. So <laughs> Are you just guys making it up at this point? Hey, let's just do this. And the promoter who's ever run it, yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much how it happened. There was, uh, there was a few diehard fans left that blew my mind that they were still making noise and still there for this show like there was fans that were there from opening to ending Seriously? and the entire 25 hours just cheering and going nuts that's crazy so i you yeah know, i was, couldn't do it but it i'm impressive. older but someone young might be able to do that <laughs> i was blown away there was one lady there who actually just overcame a battle with cancer wow. and she like just got cleared to go out in public like a month ago and her way of celebrating was spending 25 hours at hunger slam so it was quite an quite an awesome experience to be a part of well it's kind of hard to get tired after you hear that story when you're at the show right it's like oh well right. she's out there just you know fought cancer off and she's here yeah no I, you know you're in the back you're tired and they're like well you know so-and-so out there just beat cancer and she's still cheering and i'm like all right well i guess i gotta go back all out right. there let me get my boots <laughs> i'm back <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> but no it's a fun time i, I love going to portland i want to try to make that one of my more frequent stops the, uh, the wrestling history in Portland is amazing. The crowd there is yes, always always a fun crowd. Wrestling history in Portland. Do you know about the uh, 
days of the Don Owens. Now everyone just took a drink during the podcast because apparently when I say Don Owens and all that kind of stuff, I get made fun of because I go old school because I'm older than most of you guys. But anyway, do you know much about the history of Portland wrestling and Don Owens from the 70s, 80s, and barely in the 90s? So I know a little bit, but I don't know enough to actually carry on a deep conversation about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you need to research it. It's great stuff. No, you know, speaking of uh, that, there was a guy that just passed away yesterday, a dynamite kid, Tommy Billington. And uh, he actually spent a little bit of time in the Pacific Northwest in the uh, the 80s. And uh, he was phenomenal. And uh, just uh, shout out to him real quick, RIP Dynamite Kid. Did you know much of him? A little bit. Um, when I very first started getting into wrestling, you know, I watched a lot of that stuff. I had two older brothers that were uh, wrestling fans that kind of got me into it. So I saw them on the screen a few times. Um, I, I'm not, like I said, I, I, I should brush up on a lot more of my history, but I unfortunately don't know too much about him, but I do know who he was. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was a smaller guy, but, man, he packed a punch, and uh, he was incredible, and, uh, man, he should be in the Hall of Fame. But uh, anyway, sorry to get off on that little thing. It just kind of sprang into my head there as we were um, as we were talking. And uh, so, where you uh, where are we talking to you right now? You say you're out in Spokane. Yep, I, uh, I reside out here in Spokane, Washington, which is pretty much the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so it makes <laughs> wrestling really fun. <laughs> what kind of wrestling is uh Is there isn't there Cascade wrestling in Spokane, or is there anything? Yeah. Out there? Um, so we do have Cascade, but that's about it. Cascade runs once a month. Um, they get a decent amount of people coming out. You know, there's not really like any training centers out here. So there used to, there used to be a training center when I very first started. And that's how I ended up finding out about, you know, pro wrestling or I shouldn't say finding out about it, but I found out that there was opportunities out there to get involved with pro wrestling. Um, but the training center closed down out here, so now there's really not much to keep it active other than the show here once a month. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Spokane real quick, you said you had to get back to Spokane to see that Metallica concert? Yes. <laughs> okay. Huge Metallica fan? I, I've i always been a fan, but I wouldn't say I was a huge fan. But after the concert, I think I'm a huge fan now. <laughs> <laughs> it was hands down one of the most amazing shows I have ever seen. And I was just blown away like... The whole show from start to t- from beginning to end was just they kept having curveballs come out with how the stage would change and oh man it was an amazing experience. Well, it sounds like they're uh, not sparing any expense on their stage or anything on these tours. I mean, you know they're they're fully loaded, you know, and they're still making big money on the tickets these days. And hopefully they're uh, throwing a lot around at charities and stuff. But uh, I never got to see them, but. Uh, my friends did like Jeff and Ray they'd go up and you know back in the day they'd say people would just line up on the sides even if you bought tickets on the seats up on the side of like Key Arena or Seattle Center Arena and everyone would just run into the floor and the security couldn't stop them so it'd just be this huge giant mosh pit on the floor and they'd move Absolutely. the chairs out of the way it was so crazy yeah that's pretty much how it was here it's like I've never seen the arena here as packed as it was and it was funny because when the show started it just looked like a basic stage and I was kind of like, man, you know, for the price they charged the tickets, I was expecting there to be some show stuff going on here and all sorts of crazy stuff. But then as the show started, like these these TV screens dropped down from the ceiling, but they were like boxes of actual TVs. And <laughs> then they had these drones with lights on them that started flying around everywhere and fireworks and flames. And I was just like completely blown away because it started out looking like it was just going to be a plain boring stage with nothing on it. Man, that's awesome. That must have been a... 
super great time for you. But uh, you, you said you're a, a, a Metallica fan, not the super huge, you know, crazy Metallica fans. But uh, what is your band? What's your favorite or a couple favorites? Hard to just pin one, depending on if you different, listen to different, uh, you know, types of music. Yeah, and that's the thing, is I spend a lot of time in a car, so to say that I have, like, a favorite band or a favorite type really depends on the day. Um, I can go anywhere from some NWA to some Outkast to Metallica to some newer stuff by, like, a Treyu or anywhere from rock to rap to even, like, some 90s pop. It's The playlist varies depending on the day. <laughs> Sounds like myself, man. I jump all over. I was, you know... A fan of the you know rap, Dr. Dre and NWA and Easy E and all that stuff back then. But then I'd always be a fan of you know Led Zeppelin and Pearl Jam and uh, you know the the bands of the '90s like Soundgarden and them. Not Led Zeppelin, but you know the other ones I'm talking about. And uh, I always loved, and I'd even listen to country because I grew up on some of that. So like, mm-hmm. it's got to be that old school country. It can't be that poppy stuff now, man. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, uh, what was your uh, is Metallica your, uh, is that your favorite concert ever, the greatest concert you've ever seen, or is there one other one? Yeah, oh, man, that's a tough one. Like, as far as the show quality goes, like, I think Metallica takes it hands down, just because of how impressive the stage ended up being and how impressive the show from top to bottom ended up being. Like, I've seen a lot of shows, but I've never actually been to really many arena shows. They're normally in smaller venues and stuff like that, and had tons of great shows that I've been to, but... The uh, the special effects on this one really were just mind blowing. Mm. Sounds amazing. So, uh, you grew up in Spokane. Uh, I grew up kind of a little bit of everywhere. Um, okay. Basically, my parents had a job that involved them traveling around in a motorhome and being in a different place every like two weeks to a month. And after like the fourth grade, I got thrown the option of either living with grandpa and grandma and going to school. Or getting homeschooled and traveling the world. So, like, fourth grade me was all about traveling and exploring instead of staying at home with grandpa and grandma. Oh, that's a great choice, I would think. You know, you never yeah. know what a kid thinks, but that sounds like a great choice. So, you're traveling around in a motorhome with your parents. Yeah, and it, it honestly was a life experience that I'm truly grateful for every day. Uh, I ended up losing my father to cancer at, like, 20. So... If I hadn't had that time to spend time with him, it's like hard to say how close I would have really gotten with him, you know, because so many people get caught up in their school life or their work life, and they don't really get to spend time with the family. So I'm definitely thankful for the time that I got with it. Well, it sounds like that part was uh, meant to be then. Absolutely. So it was amazing. And plus, like, I have been to like 40 different states. I've been into towns that were complete Amish towns, which like I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> I thought that was all just olden time stuff. And <laughs> I've seen so much that I'm definitely thankful and blessed. Was the uh, was your dad into wrestling at all, pro wrestling? So he wasn't. Um, but actually, when he was passing from cancer, like he'd already been diagnosed a few months in and had a few months left, it was actually, I believe, a SmackDown show that came to Spokane. And I had bought us front row tickets because I, I wanted to go and <laughs> I wanted to drag him and my mom with me. And I remember he wasn't that excited about it. But he wanted to go anyways because it'd be a fun time, and we got there, and he ended up having a blast. Like uh, 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 it was hilarious. So it definitely was a an awesome memory and moment because he got to see like the excitement and the true fun of wrestling in person, and 
I think that to me was more exciting than the show itself. <laughs> nice and Chase got the, the 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 good seats, man, right in front. That's awesome, dude. That uh, you guys got to experience that together. You probably you get to see all the hard hitting them jumping out of the ring. They're right there, man. Uh, sounds like an uh, amazing memory for uh, you and your pops. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, so uh, when did uh, wrestling first kind of? When did you see it for the first time? Was it when you're growing up? Or did it come yeah, before that yeah, time? Or? I, I don't know for sure at what age I saw it first, but as long as I can remember that wrestling's just always been a part of my life. Um, as a kid, like I said, we were traveling around a different place every two weeks to a month, and I spent a lot of time either playing the WWE games or buying the wrestling action figures and like setting them up in the motorhome that we were in all the time, which I still have a collection somewhere of like probably three or 400 little plastic wrestler guys so it's pretty awesome that's nice you gotta find that box yeah i have it somewhere i just recently moved into a new house like a year ago and i found it when we were moving and ended up setting it all over my kitchen table and i was like man i should just make a room and play with these things still they're pretty (laughs) awesome (laughs) any family or kids yet nope just me and then a uh one and a half year old pit bull Ooh, nice yeah, he's he's pretty mad at me right now. I locked him out so we didn't hear a bunch of barking while I was doing this. <laughs> oh, I got you. Sometimes I'm doing my podcast in the other room where my cats are. We have a dog yeah. and two cats, so they don't really like to be in the same room. And when yeah. I'm in that room with my stuff, they're jumping all over the table, trying to walk along the laptop, trying to destroy the you know the board, everything here. So I understand what you're saying. Absolutely. Well, we better hurry up so we can get back to you. Get back to him then. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's oh, good. Oh man. So. Um, so you weren't sure. So where, who were some of the heroes then that you uh, remembered? Uh, people that I was always a fan of growing up was like Chris Jericho, the Hardy Boys, um, the Dugley Boys. I mean, my generation was pretty much all about the tag generation. So you had Edge and Christian and the Dugley Boys and the Hardy Boys. And it seemed like they were always putting on exciting matches. And uh, Jericho was so against the grain that I remember just being blown away and impressed every time he opened his mouth. <laughs> so oh, I love Chris Jericho. He's still doing it to these day, this day. Yeah. You know, that guy has the most amazing career. If I could ever ask to have a career like someone in wrestling, it'd probably have to be Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> so had you been to, uh, did you get to go to any live events when you were young, considering your parents weren't into it? Um, I went to one with my brothers I remember that. I was really young for that one. And then the only other like live event was the one that I took the parents to. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, man. No worries. Oh, sorry. I was just uh, trying to take a quick drink, and I kind of choked on it. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Don't worry. Or maybe we'll just leave it in there for just a little bit of pizzazz. There we go. <laughs> so uh, the live events were minimal. Uh, did you get to see it a lot on TV, though, even when you were traveling to different towns? Was there a – how did you – was there a – could you watch TV? Oh, yeah. No, we uh, definitely had it set up so that, you know, I, was, I pretty much never missed a Raw. SmackDown, I kind of skipped quite a bit, but I was huge on watching every single Raw that I could. Well, did your parents have, like, one of those um, satellites that they brought along? Or? Uh, so we, I was pretty spoiled, actually. We had a, like, $700,000 45-foot motorhome. Oh. So it had everything from, like, an oven to a washer and dryer to, like, I think two antennas for satellite. And oh. So this is one of so, those traveling motorhomes. Not This ain't just, you're going camping for the weekend, then. Yeah, no, okay. we were living pretty luxurious there. Now <laughs> I got you. The little spoiled kid from Spokane. I can't remember. Yeah. That. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, uh... 
it definitely didn't end up that way. So, like, it's funny is I started out definitely being a spoiled kid. There's no doubt about it. Like, <laughs> I had all these wrestling toys. I had all the video games. We were in this, you know, super baller motorhome. Uh, and then my dad got sick. He passed. And then, like, pretty much everything was taken away. There was actually a point where I was, like, homeless. And I was living over in Auburn. And uh, things got really rough. And then I luckily caught some breaks. And now I'm back on my feet. <laughs> but it taught me to be thankful for stuff. So I'm grateful for it. God damn, man. I didn't know any of that. So Yeah. yeah. You've came back from the street. You're in Auburn, Washington? Yeah, so I... Uh, That's where I live, by the way. I'm not on the streets either. <laughs> well, good. It's not a fun place to be. I bet, man. <laughs> no, I... Um, it's a pretty wild story. Basically, my dad got sick. Um, when that happened, we went from having a huge source of income to having no income. I was... Uh, briefly, before he got sick, I started kind of becoming my own person and you know, had my own job and was working for a security company that basically the owners were super awesome guys. Uh, they knew that, you know, times were tough and offered me a position in Auburn that was going to pay more. And I was like trying to decide what to happen or what to do. And, uh, when my father passed, like things got really kind of sketchy between my mom and I, uh, we had some weird emotions going through obviously on both sides. So communication dropped there for a while and then, like, I came home one day, and all my stuff was in the driveway, and the doors were changed, and she had moved to Kentucky. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I better figure something out, and ended up moving over to Auburn. Um, and when I went over there, it was really my first time living on my own, and pretty much lived out of the car for, like, a month until I saved up money to get an apartment, and yeah, it was pretty wild. It was a crazy experience. <laughs> well, dude, thanks so. for uh, sharing that. I'm sorry I didn't, if you didn't want to go there, but, man. No, I'm... I'm an open book. You know, oh, okay. it's something that I'm proud of. Well, it's I mean, very inspirational, by the way. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is that life throws a lot of curveballs at everyone. And I think it's really just all about how you take them and how you adapt to it. I mean, I see all these people that will get put in a tough situation. And it seems like a lot of people just want to fold up and say, oh, well, you know, I got dealt a bad hand. and There's nothing I can do about it. But like, I don't know if you've got, a ch if you're still breathing, you got a chance to change your outcome and whatever it is. So... Okay, Keep pushing. Man. <laughs> Good, man. Good for you. Good for you. But uh, so off the streets of Auburn. Yeah. Where did it go from there? And how did you get to, I want to become a professional wrestler? So this, I feel like we keep going back to it, <laughs> but, uh, so when my dad was diagnosed, I needed a way to basically express all the emotions I was feeling. So I got into MMA and I was in the gym every day, just either sparring or training or you know, learning new moves and was fighting all the time. And that was kind of my way of dealing with things. Um, from there, basically, I just always had MMA sticking with me and I was a huge fan of it and loved it. And it was exciting. I, uh, when I went to Auburn, I found a gym over there that I could keep, you know, training at. I uh, ended up there's a lot of street racing over in the uh, Kent area there by Auburn. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I used to go out and do a lot of street racing. Uh, from there, I got picked up by Subaru to do a little bit of a documentary they were filming. And it paid me enough money to basically pay off all my debt. And then I moved back to Spokane. I was still sticking with the MMA. And then one day when I was going to a class, I passed this little gym that was putting up a pro wrestling sign which made me instantly do a double take, and I was like, hold up, what's that? <laughs> so I went, yeah, there was lights popping up everywhere, and I went back and had to check this place out. And I went in there, not really expecting anything. 
and I was just like, you know, about to live out a childhood dream is all I thought it was going to be. And I got in there, and it was a really good workout, and I had a lot of fun, and then from there, I just found myself going back, like, every other day, wanting to uh, get back in the ring and have more fun. And then it uh, it basically reached a point where I was doing it so often, and then I was starting to get involved into watching a lot of the local shows and stuff, that in the back of my head, I was like, man, you know, I think I could really do this, and I think I can do better than some of these guys that are out there, so I should just, I should just give it a shot, and, you know, we'll just do one match and see how it goes, and now we're like 60 matches later and we're still going. <laughs> so Gosh. So what kind of uh, local shows was there at the time? Um there was an- another local show that I honestly don't even remember the name of and then there was Cascade and the other local show folded up pretty quick. Cascade stuck around and so now there's just Cascade. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so and that's kind of what forced me to actually start expanding though because I was there only being one show a month and me being so engulfed with it that I wanted to do it all the time, I started, like, researching and seeing what else was out there. And so then it turned into, like, every weekend I was either driving to Seattle or I was driving to Portland. Um, Dub C, Dub C was, like, the second or third match I had. They were, like, pretty much, you know, I consider them my first because I had kind of a one-off in Spokane, and then I had my first real match there. And instantly they were like, hey, we really like you, and we want you to keep coming to our shows. So that was awesome, and I kept going to Dub C Dub C for like the first four or five months that I was wrestling. And what year was this? This was all last year. This all started last November. Last November. So you ain't been doing this very long, but you've been doing a lot. Yeah, no, and that's it's amazing. You know, it's uh, <laughs> I was looking back at it this year, and everyone's like, "Man, what's your years? What's your goals for like you know year two? And it's hard to top what year one already was. <laughs> so. It's uh, it's crazy. Like for my first year, I ended up wrestling Dub C Dub C. I've done Prestige. I did Defy Montana and Defy Spokane. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had the privilege of being in Washington Hall yet, so that one's definitely on the radar. And uh, you know now WAC and all these great shows. So I'm just having fun and pushing forward, and you know trying to I guess keep growing. Dude, there's a uh, tons of stuff going on. Uh around here like you said all the ones you just said and uh, it's great that you're going to be at some of them you've been at some of them uh would love to see you at one of these washington hall shows sometimes they get freaking loud uh, tell us about that experience real quick that was on my little list here in the notes uh you got to go uh on the road where was it that you went and who did you wrestle for defy for defy um i wrestled the cook bros in defy montana and then i wrestled them also in spokane so we did a uh, back-to-back nights and had tag matches both nights nice and it was a lot of fun it was it was amazing like you know defy is obviously one of the uh i think every independent wrestler in our area's goals <laughs> and when i first got reached out to by matt farmer i was just kind of like do you have me confused with someone else like i had a <laughs> you know had to pinch myself and make sure it was all real so i was definitely excited and blown away to be a part of those those two stops they had and how did you feel uh, wrestling in front of a Defy crowd? I don't know how big they were out there. I didn't wasn't able to head out there for the shows. I've been to Portland this last one, but uh, haven't been out there. Uh, how were the uh, crowds out there? So the Montana crowd was pretty great. They Montana doesn't really get wrestling, so they had people coming from all over to check out the show. And they also served alcohol there, which was great because everyone got extremely hammered. And there you were, go. You know, they were getting into the show, no doubt about it. Um, I remember at one point in the match, 
uh, one of the, I can't remember who it was, someone did something that, you know, normally would get pretty booed, and the crowd cheered, and then I was taking with uh, Guillermo Rosas, and he did something right back, and then the crowd was cheering for him, too, and, like, they didn't have a guy they didn't like. They were just excited every time something happened. Nice. So, it was a lot of fun, and, you know, I remember looking out in the crowd and seeing, like, a couple guys that were falling over and waking back up and just screaming, because they were having so much fun, so it was a good time. Dude, that's good to hear i love that the uh, tour was uh, going well they they're doing well down in portland definitely well in downtown seattle washington hall have you attended a show there yeah i've been to i think two shows at washington hall i can't remember which two they were i went to one like four or five months ago and then the last one that i actually went to was the uh the randy myers did a little seminar before the show and it was on a day that everyone that I trained with was out of town up in Canada. So I uh, went down and did a little seminar with Randy Myers. And then I didn't stick around for the show. But I got to say hi to everyone. And I made it out right as the crowd was getting in. Well, uh, how'd the uh, seminar go with one of our favorites here in this household? Randy oh, it Myers. was a blast. It was a blast. I, I saw it pop up that he was doing a little seminar. And I was like, there's no way I can miss this because that dude is such a character. I remember the first time I saw him was in uh, it was at Defy Now show down in Tacoma, and it was a show that X Pac was at. I was at that show. Yeah, it was a it was a great show, and I remember Mm -hmm. Randy Myers coming out. It was my first time ever seeing him, and I heard the music hit, and I was like, "What is this?" Yeah. And then he came out, and I was just blown away. I was like, "Holy moly! Like this is a guy that I want to keep my eyes on here." (laughs) Like he has he just he has his character down so much that he's just entertaining from start to finish. He is. He's a freaking professional. Like, the first time I saw him, I was like, what? But then after that, he just, like, made me fall in love with him. And I'd be one of those guys, wouldn't be a, wouldn't have a problem if he gave me a big kiss at ringside. It'd be fun. But <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> love that and, guy. And, I, like, that was part of the reason why I had to do this seminar, too, is because I was like, I got to see what he's like when he's not performing. And he's the same guy. So it, it was super impressive, and I loved every moment of it. I was lucky enough to talk to him on one of the... Uh, one of my podcasts here, and uh, it's, I think, the third all-time uh, downloads on my shows, you know, so it's pretty impressive, and I was appreciative of his time, because I know he's a busy guy, and he gave us a lot of good insight, you know, on, you know, his wrestling, plus, you know, depression and things like that, so. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that has a story. I'm going to have to go download that and listen to it after we get done here. <laughs> oh, man, I'd love to be a fly on the wall at some of those uh, seminars, even though I'm not a wrestler. I'd like to just be that guy in the corner, just taking notes <laughs> you know at, at randy meyer seminar there was a few people that did that so i'm sure that you could uh, definitely make that happen if you truly wanted to do it oh i'd, I'd love that i wouldn't even know i'd be sitting over there marking out and forget everything that was going on <laughs> but anyway like when i first started doing these podcasts man but uh dude so defy wrestling uh you've been at washington hall sorry i'm just kind of backtracking on my little stuff here no worries. <laughs> oh, that's right. I got to flip the page here. So uh, you got a lot of stuff coming up, dude. You got Without a Cause. Uh, like I said, we got Prestige. That's going to happen before this podcast drop. But uh, tell us, you were there before, and uh, what's coming up with you there? Yeah, I love Prestige. You know, they were my first, like, they were my first real big break, I believe. I, uh, I had Cascade and Dub C Dub C and the promoter for Prestige hit me up one day, and he was like, hey, man, we want you to go one-on-one with either Schaff or Clark Connors. Ooh. And I instantly was like, yep, no, I'll take both of those. That sounds great. <laughs> so 
he uh, he proposed those to me, and I was super excited. And then, unfortunately, due to uh, some some politics, Clark and I weren't able to go one on one. But we were able to do a tag match with me and a partner versus uh, Cody Chun and Clark Connors Team C4, which was still pretty amazing. So I, uh, I had a match with them, and then it went really well, and the crowd liked it. So they brought us back for a second matchup. And now this will be my fourth time going to Prestige. Oh, nice. So, I, I went, yeah, it'll be a fun one. I went to the very first one. They're a fun show. It's a great venue. Good cards he puts together, and... Uh, a lot of local talent on there, which is what uh, which what I really like. Yeah, Prestige is probably one of my favorite promotions out here in the area. Like Prestige and Without a Cause and a Fire, like the three ones that I truly enjoy. The experience that you get just from start to finish with the crowd, the environment, and everything else. Like Prestige is different for when you come in. You know, they instantly have music blaring, and it just feels like it's a party and kind of a rock show that everyone's there to attend. Oh. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So uh, this next one, man, it looks like you're going to be taking on uh, Lance Pearson. Yeah, it'll be a fun one. Lance and I have tagged quite a few times. Uh, He was kind of my first tag partner. He's also from the same area as I am, so we've always kind of known each other, and everywhere I've went, he's went, and vice versa. So it'll be an interesting matchup. You know, he kind of knows everything I do, and I know everything he does. So it should be fun. We'll see. The, uh, The crowd really kind of likes us we're kind of goofballs there so i'm sure it's going to be a fun and funny match it's uh, my friend here uh philip you know philip mm-hmm. um sent me a question he says at prestige in december you'll be facing lance pearson for the leadership of the eh team is that is it called the eh team and, uh, it's uh, the a team a team that's right I yeah, should have re- so. he, he should have put some you know better thing on this so i could read that better <laughs> Because you know I That's don't. Okay. He knows I don't read the English language best. So <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Just yeah, kidding. So you got I don't the know if, it, if I would say it's we're facing for leadership of the A team. Uh, I think it's more or less just it was random booking, and apparently both of our names got drawn to go against each other. So we'll see. I think we're still going to stay a team afterwards, but we'll see how it goes. If he gets a little crazy in there, he might get his feelings hurt. So <laughs> hey, well, is it every man for himself though? No matter what. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think when you're actually friends with someone, it makes you that much more motivated to beat them in the ring. <laughs> so, you know, we, we travel together, so it's going to be an interesting car ride there and an even more interesting car ride home. So. Oh, my gosh. We need to get a camera set up or a video camera or at least some audio set up for that car ride home. Absolutely. I think that's kind of why Prestige did this, because they hinted at that. Uh, <laughs> we've had a few offers to people send us gopros and put them in the car and stuff so there you go. we might just for the entertainment aspect of it because you should even even when we're not facing each other him and i have always been kind of button heads as to you know trying to one-up each other so it'll be a fun time <laughs> if nothing else i can give you guys a call during the ride get each side of the story as you're driving home from prestige <laughs> there you go it'd be a good one and the funny thing is, is we both feed off of each other. Like, we'll start out giving each other, like, a little bit of poke and fun here and there on Facebook, and it quickly escalates to both of us taking pretty good shots at each other. So, <laughs> but, it's yeah, always fun. That's fun. He's kind of like, he's, he's like the brother I never had, and I think that's the same way for me to him. There you go. Just kind of hammer each other all about love, though, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, you got that coming up, uh, 
after this uh or before this podcast drop but good luck to you man and i hope that goes well for you and then uh, anything coming up with uh, dub cwc yeah so i have that coming up in uh january uh steve miggs and i had a little a little deal made before the last show that basically was if he beats me he can pick my opponent but if i beat him i get to pick my own opponent and you know, it's. I've been looking at the people they're announcing, and I kind of have lost interest in taking on Steve Miggs. And there's this young hotshot called Vinny Pacifico, who uh, recently just impressed some people at the Ring of Honor dojo. He's uh, he's been all over the place. So I'm trying to uh, see what I need to do to take him on in a match. Okay, I think you didn't hear me well, buddy. We'll have to redo that. Oh, I can asked you, hear me you about. Now? Yeah, I can hear you. I okay, was asking sorry. you about uh, West Coast Wrestling Connection, if there was anything coming up. Oh, so, oh sorry so about hold that. Hold on. I'll cut that out. Hold on. <laughs> and hey, man, anything coming up with the uh, West Coast Wrestling Connection? Uh, at the moment, there's nothing in the plans right now, but we'll see that could very well change pretty quickly. So we had a lot of fun at Hunger Slam. Um, I'll have to get back in touch with them and just kind of see if there's anything coming up. All right, well, let's uh, get to what's coming up with uh, Without a Cause, man. You've wrestled Without a Cause 1 and 2. The first one, you took on Chris Rysek, but he was accompanied by Miggs and that massive man, Jackson Price, man. Tell us about that match. Yeah, that was an interesting one. I came in expecting to take on Steve Miggs, and then last minute had a little bit of a uh, switch around there, and he had Rysek in his place. Which, Chris is someone who's been on my to-wrestle list since I started. I mean, he's been in the Northwest for quite some time. So I was equally happy with that matchup. Um, You know, it was a fun time getting in there. I definitely feel that it was a good matchup until uh, Miggs decided to jump in on his own there at the end of our our match and cost me the match. But it was definitely a fun time. Well, there's a little fake knee brace coming in there and nailing you and then acting like he's, you know... Hurt jumping outside the ring. I was at ringside right there at my seat, and uh, I got—I think you got jobbed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it. Uh, Steve's an interesting guy. So I actually met Steve months ago um, at Evolve Fitness, and I had no idea who he was. I'm not from that area, so like I didn't know that he had any sort of like celebrity following and that he was a big name. So I ended up just you know kind of chatting up a storm with him, and we ended up kind of becoming friends. And we hit it off, and for the longest time, I had no idea who he was. Everyone kept like, they're like, oh, good man, you know Steve? Like, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, how do you know Steve? Like, he's not, <laughs> how do you he's know not that, that guy. He's not that big of a guy yet. <laughs> so it's like, I don't even think he's had a match. So, like, I had no idea who he was, and we had uh, built a friendship basically before that. And then um, there was a Gabe Sapinski seminar for Evolve, and they were having some tryouts in a seminar that Steve and I were both at, and we got done with the uh, seminar part of it, and they wanted to have matches. So they actually paired Steve and I up, and Steve wasn't even going to wrestle, but he was like, oh, man, I really wanted to wrestle you. And I was like, yeah, no, it'll be fun. Let's do it. And we ended up going out there and having a really good match, which was something that neither of us really were planning on or expecting because we didn't have anything planned. We just kind of went out there, and whatever happened, happened. And we had a really fun time, and it was a really good match. And then... uh, It was like a week or two later, I was at Defy for, it was the, uh, it was the one that John Morrison was at. We were there, and Steve was like, oh yeah, there's this other little local show coming up called CPW, 
Um, you know, they wanted me to be a part of it, but I don't really know. And then uh, I was like, oh, man, they hit me up, too. But I told them that I didn't know either. I was like, we should see if we could just have a match there. So we ended up going there and having a match the next day. We messaged a promoter and made it happen. And him and I, we've wrestled each other now, I think, like four or five times. <laughs> and now we're to that same point where I think that he's starting to get mad that I'm getting the momentum that he feels he should have got, oh. which is why he cut me off in that match. <laughs> I was at the so. uh, last CPW show up in um, Marysville. It was my first uh, time taking in one of those shows. Yeah, I, that the uh, the church thing they had there, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I... Uh, I saw a few photos and I actually stopped by and said hi to a couple people there before the show. Nice. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Saw Migs at that and Jackson and a bunch of guys. Yeah, Jackson's a beast of a man. Dude. Did he, uh, <laughs> I don't remember, did he uh, slap you around a little bit in these uh, matches that you had? No, no, he caught me. He, uh, I went to dive on to Rysek and luckily Rysek pushed him out of the way and next thing you know there was uh, Jackson. I landed directly on top of him. So Nice. Better than getting dropped on by him. Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a beast of a man, and he actually him and I went on a trip to the uh, Monster Factory a few months back. We went down there for a little bit of a training super camp that they had, and going through the airport was just such a blast with him because so many strangers <laughs> were stopping us and wanting photos. Um, a funny story that actually is probably the highlight of the trip to me is when we were we're in New Jersey for the Monster Factory. We got done with one of the days of camp, and we drove through, uh, I think it was like a Burger King or something. And the lady that was checking us out goes, oh, man, you're tall. And he goes, he stands up out of the car to show her how tall he is. <laughs> and he's really proud of his height. And then they're like, oh, we got a cook here who's tall. And the cook rounds the corner, and he's like 6'4", six, 6'6". Six, six. Oh. And Jackson just starts like climbing in the window, telling the guy that he's short and that he's he's nothing. And it was just hilarious that he was like <laughs> ready to go with this dude. It's like I've, what I learned from traveling with him is that like tall people are kind of like dogs, where if they see another dog, oh. they're just going to start barking, trying to prove the dominance. Yeah, <laughs> so in the window, cutting a promo on the dude. Yeah, at a Burger King. Like, there's people behind us that they're not honking their horns because a seven-foot guy's out there waving his hands. So, uh, No, I think just... if I was behind that, I would just be shutting my windows and being quiet. Yeah, yeah. no one wants a seven-foot, 300-pound bald man running after them. Oh, my God, <laughs> man. Oh. Absolutely. So uh, you guys had that first match, and then you came back. It was a, a tag match the uh, last time, right? Yeah, so uh, it was... Cubby and I versus Steve West, Rysek, and Miggs. We took on all three of them, and uh, it was a really fun match. You know, thankfully Cubby got beat up most of it. The highlight of the match for me was I got to slap Miggs across the face pretty hard, and I was pretty happy with that one. He came over into the corner and started running his mouth, and he uh, he's a little new to tag matches, so I don't think he understood he was within striking distance, <laughs> and so I let him know. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> So uh, Phillip's asking, where do you think this uh, little feud between you and a uh, local celebrity, Steve Meggs, is going to go? You know, I know that he's right now, he's kind of preparing for me. Um, I think that he expects to take me on in January. But like I said, I'm, I think I'm going to turn the tables and kind of big league him and move past him and try to take on one of these names that are coming in for that show. <laughs> and without a cause, has like, from what I've heard, there's like six or seven big indie names coming in for this show. So I'm, uh, I'm kind of eyeballing one of those guys and would love the opportunity to take on someone that's got a little more recognition than I do. 
Yeah, they do got some great names coming in for that. Off the top of my head, I don't have that pulled up in me, but uh, up in front of me, excuse me. But uh, I know PCO was one of the names. I don't know if he's still coming because he signed that Ring of Honor contract, but uh, I guess we'll see. Even if he doesn't, man, this is going to be a phenomenal show with a lot of great stars, a lot of local talent, and it's just going to be a freaking blast. Right. No, I uh, I got a little inside information of who's all coming, and they have some really good backups in case PCO can't make it due to that contract. So all right, break it down for us right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I, I'm sure it'll be released by the time this comes out. This comes out, you know, a little bit later than I think the releases are. So. Oh, okay. Well, it'll be more towards the end of the month, but the show's not till what? Is it the 13th? It's the 13th, I believe. Thank you very much. Yeah. Excellent. So I know that they have, like, Alex Cruz. They have DJZ. DJZ. Uh, they have Extra Talented. Uh, let's see. I think they also have uh, the, the war. Uh, loot. Oh God, damn it. Um, oh, yeah, warrior. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm no worries. I'm sorry, Max. I'm drawing a blank, man. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I think we got the big ones there. I mean, then the one that everyone's waiting on right now is PCO with whether or not he's going to make it. But from what I've heard, since this is going to be coming out, I think I can. I'm safe to release it. If right. not, then oh well. Um, from what I heard, they have Darby Allen coming in as well. And then they're working on securing another big name to replace PCO if he can't make it. Nice, nice. And I'm sure Max will do his best, man. That guy, I love that guy, man. He works so hard. He loves what he does. Loves what he do. God, I can't even speak now. He really <laughs> loves what he does. And, uh, you know, he wears it on his uh, sleeve. Absolutely. He's got such a big heart. He loves the sport more than anything. And I think that uh, I think that's one of the things that's so awesome about Without a Cause is it's truly just a guy who wants to deliver an amazing wrestling product to the Northwest. And he doesn't have an ego about it. He just wants to deliver. He does. So it's pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, I was, I was, I love, I wasn't there, but I got to see his, uh, you know, the match he had, um, as the wild man, the first time he got to come out. And that was a lot of fun seeing him do that. You could see he just loved it. Yeah. I think it crushes him though, man. Like he had that one, and I don't even think it was a full match. I think it was just kind of like a segment. I know that he would give anything to get back in the ring. So oh yeah, he's got some heart, and you know I appreciate everything that he does because it takes a uh, it takes a big guy to step back and like help other people start living their dream and you know change roles from being a wrestler to a promoter. Uh, that's what kind of dude that guy is. I don't even know him that well other than online. The few times I've met him, been at the shows and stuff, but uh, really, 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 really love that guy. And uh, good luck to him. And, uh, yeah, man, that's a big show next month. Uh, we could get PCO. A bunch of other uh, great stars are going to be there. The crowd is always fun. I always worry about PCO's head. He might just smash into the ceiling a little bit up there. Yeah, that is the only downside of that place is the ceilings are really low. I know that when I did the uh, I did a little dive at the first show, and I was like, man, I hope I don't uh, make a fool of myself and just hit my head on the ceiling when I go to go over the ropes here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was a concern for sure. So, so you said you weren't uh, training out there in uh, Spokane anymore. Are you? Uh, did I hear you're uh, at the Buddy Wayne uh, in Everett on the weekends? I am. I drive over every Saturday to uh, train with you know I, most talented people that I've ever met. <laughs> I'm sure you're familiar with a lot of the Buddy Wayne guys. Um, mm-hmm. I'm out there every Saturday just taking in every bit of piece of knowledge I can from that group and training and growing, and it's an amazing experience. Man. I, uh, I was super lucky. I was up in Canada working a, uh, a fair show up there, and I was able to run into Shayna, 
and I had shown interest in wanting to wrestle there for a long time, and Randers was in the locker room and told me to approach her, so I did, and she, uh, they don't really just take anyone in there, so she watched me, and she said that she, uh, felt like she could definitely help me, and that I had a lot of potential, so she welcomed me to come train with them, and it's been, I've grown miles in the few months that I've been training there, so I'm super thankful for that, and I love going there every weekend. Yeah, there's a, seems like there's just the whole Northwest talent pool really trains there, or has trained there, you know, King Cash, and, uh, Carl Randers, Carl or Jack Cunningham, and um, you know, a lot yeah, of I mean, Radford and Chun, and you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, and it sounds like a lot of those guys are still sticking there, training absolutely. and helping others train. Absolutely, yeah. That's and that's the biggest thing for me is like, there's a lot of places you can go to train, but there's not a lot of places you can go that has a group of hungry people who are motivated to get better. And that's the one thing that I think really sets the buddy wayne academy apart from a lot of the other places that i had checked out is that like no matter what everyone finds a way to make it to class and everyone's there to learn and grow and, and continue to improve oh man that's got to be just a blast did you ever get to meet the man himself i did not unfortunately okay and, and like you know like i said i used to live in auburn so i totally kicked myself in the butt for not finding this stuff earlier <laughs> like i was like man i was in that area and i could have been there so it's definitely the uh, one regret I have is not getting into it and looking into it sooner. Hey, it is what it is, and uh, that's all you can do, right, man? You're on a great path, it sounds like. You're training with great people. You're wrestling at some uh, great local um, shows, and uh, just uh, congratulations to you. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, and I appreciate you coming on here tonight. But uh, what else is going on with you, man? We talking, talked about uh, what's going on here in uh, January. You got your... Uh, Without a Cause uh, show on the 13th. Yeah, we uh, we got Without a Cause. We got Prestige. Um, I know Prestige is coming back in February. We've confirmed quite a few dates with them, so I'm excited for that. And nice. Right now, my main goals, honestly, are just continuing to improve in training and continuing to improve at the shows that I go to. I'm, uh, I, I used to have this mentality that I should try to get on as many shows as I could, and I've kind of scrapped that mentality and went more with... I want to get on quality shows and spend time in training rather than just going to shows. <laughs> so we'll see. My goals for right now are just to kind of, like I said, keep improving, keep delivering at the shows that I am on, and uh, just see where it takes me. What do you see at the end of that line, though? Where do you want to <sighs> see it? You know, that's a tough question. I battle with that all the time. I know a lot of guys always respond with that they want to go to the E or they want to go to, you know, New Japan or one of these big promotions. And as awesome as that would be, that's not really what I would say a goal is for me right now. I think the goals for me is just to deliver the best possible product that I can, whether it's, you know, at Prestige or WAC or, you know, hopefully at Defy. I want to just uh, keep improving and keep delivering. And then if it if it does take me somewhere, then that'd be amazing. But it's not my ultimate, you know, make or break me. And I think the reason I say that is because I'm such a goal-driven person that if I ever come out and I'm like, yeah, my goal is to go to, you know, Ring of Honor, then I'm going to be just 100% dead set on that's what's got to happen and I'll kill myself trying to do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, I'm just trying to slow down and take baby steps at a sense, but... Right now, the ultimate picture is just improving the overall product. 
Excellent, excellent, man. And, uh, dude, time to start wrapping this up, I guess. I got to start doing some stuff around here. I'm sure you got things to do. Uh, so how do we follow Chase James on uh, social media? Well, I don't know what my Twitter handle is, but I'm going to pull up my phone and find it out. Oh, I can um, tell you what that is. It's perfect. at Chase James 58. Perfect. That sounds about right. <laughs> I, got I you, recently man. I recently got on Twitter and I had no idea how fun it was. I got on there and instantly was just like sassing people and talking trash and I was like, "Man, Twitter's my favorite thing ever." So, I'm just now starting to take it a little serious and getting more active on there. Well, it's funny you say that cuz I didn't know you had just started Twitter. I jumped on there and I was like, "Oh, I'll kind of check down the list here, see what's going on, find some things to talk about, you know, how I do." Yeah. And I'm like, "Um, okay, it's already done." Um, <laughs> yeah yeah i just started it like i uh i had never had tw- i never had twitter i was facebook only for the longest time and then just recently i was like you know i should get more onto the social media stuff and i downloaded twitter i didn't know what the point of it was i was like this just seems silly and like it's so much fun you can literally just say random stuff and start little conversations and i've been having a blast on there it's kind of my favorite thing now oh and <laughs> so, you can promote your product dude you're absolutely. a product of yourself you can help promote yourself on there. Absolutely. And that, that like, I think I made it right at the uh, second WAC show, and I, uh, Effie was coming in. And I think oh, my oh. first tweet ever was calling Effie out for being a superstar. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't realize how serious Twitter was, and I saw the status about Max was uh, thanking Effie for coming in. And I was like, oh, sure, thank the guy that's getting flown in, but fuck the guy that's driving, you know. 16 hours to make this show so (laughs) it was pretty funny and i think that's actually how philip found me is he probably read that and he's like wow this is a really sassy funny guy so i'm gonna follow him (laughs) so nice nice. and i know you're doing some uh work with philip there we'll probably be hearing something about that soon yeah no he's got a we're doing a fun little article on there so i'll be enjoying that yeah he's a great Um, dude he's got the man with the words he's he's awesome i've actually been tweeting with him back and forth i think daily since we started talking he's super cool dude oh definitely definitely and um let's see if someone wanted to book you for an upcoming show here in the new year would they get a hold of you on facebook or twitter or is there an email address that they could send that to you uh facebook or twitter works great you could also reach me at the real chase james at gmail.com um i'm on instagram i think it's real chase james on there as well so, yeah, you know, I'm easy to get a hold of. Can we get any Chase James merch or some A-Team merch or anything like that? You know, I, I have it all made. I'm just horrible about setting it out at shows. <laughs> so I will start doing a better job of putting it out at uh, at places like Prestige and Without a Cause and everything like that. Well, let's see some at Without a Cause. And uh, if I see it, I might even buy some. Well, absolutely. I'd hope so. <laughs> but if I don't see it, dude, I'll be like, oh, dude ain't got nothing out here. What are we going to do? Maybe we can make a trade. Let's get some Bigfoot podcast shirts, and we'll uh, oh, just do a shirt trade there. What size you wear, bro? I am a large. I got you. Perfect. All we'll right. make a trade off at bring, uh, WAC3. Uh, I will bring that with me. January the 13th, man. Any final thoughts about uh, what's coming up with you, the shows you're going to be at, uh, anything else, anyone you want to give a shout-out to? I think the only shout-out I got right now is to Philip for uh, putting us in contact with each other. I've had a great time, and hopefully we get to come back on here again in a little while, and we can retouch bases here. <laughs> oh, we'll definitely do it again, man, and uh, I appreciate your time. I appreciate, you know, all the wrestlers, all the wrestling talent, uh, 
you know, from referees to wrestlers to the ring announcers. And, uh, you know, I couldn't do this with all you, without all you guys. Uh, you know, I'm just a fan with limited knowledge. And uh, you guys let me come into your world uh, once a week and uh, just appreciate it very much. And, uh, Chase, good luck to you what's coming up. And uh, like you said, we'll talk again soon. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. You're welcome. Peace out, brother. Later. Later.